It is uh, the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and I'm sure you can remember where you were. I was um, in the chaplaincy centre on Elmwood Avenue with an American. Uh, We were just about to watch a video, and as we put the video into the machine, the television came on, and we were aware that the Twin Towers had been hit. And within moments of us starting to watch this, the second plane hit, to which point Shane was onto the phone with his parents in America to ask something of what was going on. We remember that night and we remember the nights after. And we remember today with the American people and all the people of the world because so many were... um, killed and maimed as a result of that particular atrocity. And as we do that, the events of the last few days have brought the Presbyterian Church, whether the majority wanted it or not, onto the front page of the Irish News. As David Latimer, a Presbyterian minister from Derry, prays at the start of the Sinn Féin Ardesh. There's been much response to that. And I find myself involved in the midst of the pain of it because on Thursday, my really good friend in developing relationships with Father Martin McGill rang me up and said, I've been invited to hear the final session of the Ardesh. Um, I phoned Ken Yule to see what I should do and he said I should go, but that I should bring you also. So for the last two days, I've been pondering whether I should have went to that last night or not. It's not opposed in our thinking to 9-11. It's another country trying to deal with their tragedy as we tried to deal with our past. And I moved from the initial, I really want to go and hear that, almost like it would be a concert in the waterfront hall, to how would I be misinterpreted, to what it would mean for my family, to what you as a congregation might think if you were watching it last night and it panned across and there's Stockman sitting. To what the flag would be across our denomination. As I was thinking about it, a family friend, a member of my family, pasted on Facebook a diatribe against David Latimer that was way out of order. The disgrace of this man who was turning people away from the church. And I had to work out what to do. And I worked out that because of the antichrist attitude in our country, I shouldn't do the Jesus thing. And then I worked out that we needed to deal with this this morning. One of the things that my family member said was, David Latimer should take his friend Martin McGuinness to the homes of those who've loved lost ones and ask them what they think of this event. And so this morning, we will do that. I'm going to give you my reflection and then Jonathan, our assistant minister, who lost his father, is going to come and share his thoughts this week. Let me start with 
and move through Luke chapter 6 to my thoughts on the Ardesh. Do you remember when the sky exploded? Do you remember the sixth stench of rubble and skin? Do you remember the children left waiting in nurseries? Do you remember the funerals without a coffin? Do you remember the lingering fidgeting agitation? Do you remember the paralysis of nothing you can do? Do you remember Jesus saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you? Do you remember the heart of the nation crumble? Do you remember the rip in the lining of your soul? Do you remember the day fair could not be mended? Do you remember despair spiraling out of control? Do you remember the news people lost for words? Do you remember fiction blurring into what is true? Do you remember Jesus saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you? And in vengeance's vicious circle, in the perpetual cycle of hate, someone has to stop this spinning wheel or everything is going to be too late. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That grace can blow holes in our wedging of war so that peace can squeeze through. Do you remember nowhere left to run? Do you remember the long cast shadow of death? Do you remember the people falling, falling, falling? Do you remember the fear for your next breath? Do you remember the panic neath the dust of hell? Do you remember the heroes trying to make it through? Do you remember Jesus saying, do unto others as you would have them do unto you? And in vengeance's vicious cycle, in the perpetual cycle of hate, someone has to stop the spinning wheel or everything's going to be too late. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That grace could blow holes in our wedging of war so that peace could squeeze through. Jesus said, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who ill-treat you. If anyone hits you in one cheek, let him hit the other one too. If someone takes your coat, let him have your shirt as well. Give to everyone who asks you for something, and when someone takes what is yours, do not ask for it back. Do for others just what you want them to do for you. If you love only the people who love you, why should you receive a blessing? Even sinners love those who love them. And my thoughts this morning, should I go or not? If I do, I'm crucified. If I don't, my head is bowed for faith that's been denied. When all we do becomes symbols, like the flags we love to fly, we live by political statements, and the heart dies. And if your auntie Christ default stops me do the Jesus thing, how heavy my heart tomorrow when I stand up to sing. Should I go or not? Fear of you holds me back. All the misinterpretations in the nighttime attacks. But these are not the reasons to build my life upon. 
give in to ungraced prejudice and hope is gone. And if your auntie Christ default stops me do the Jesus thing, how heavy my heart tomorrow when I stand up to sing. I came across Jesus on a cross carved into a Spanish beach. His luminous eyes pierced through the night like nothing was out of reach. Um, well, I suppose when Steve asked me to share a little this morning, um, I don't know, yesterday I felt a little, I don't know, uneasy, a little vulnerable, and I knew I'd have to be a little bit honest. So um, what I'm sharing with you is just my own reflections over the past couple of days. Um, it's actually kind of ironic because this week was my dad's anniversary. He was 23 years dead on Thursday. And in fact, that was the day I came home from work to hear my mom and stepdad going daft in the kitchen. You know that kind of reaction? Do you see what your crowd are doing now? They're mixing with the people who were associated with killing your dad. Disgusting. We put you off church. See, this is why we don't go. And part of me, if I'm honest, saw what they were saying and I could even maybe agree a little in my heart of hearts. There was a little bit of God, why? Here was my dad, an innocent civilian, a guy just going to work, ended up dead. And here was a minister, not just any old minister, but a minister of my denomination, praising and celebrating with those who have been perceived to or have been behind a lot of the violence. But then another thought rushes through my mind. When does the past be allowed to be just that? the past? When is the present allowed to speak for itself? Minute by minute, not year by year. And when does tolerance and bearability become real and lasting peace? These were the questions that flooded through my mind. Yes, I hurt and I'm hurting. None of those involved at the Ardesh had to stand with me at my father's graveside and lay flowers and relive it all over again. The why us, the what would you have made of me, the gut-wrenching tears of a mother as she relives that day moment for moment once again. No, they can sit in the waterfront with the nice salary and the coochie pensions. But yet again, what comes into my mind is this. This following Jesus thing calls for something more, this something beyond my humanness, something beyond my sight. I've decided to, or at least I'm trying to, follow Christ, failing and falling all the time, yet he calls for more. This carry your cross thing is all but fine when it's easy and even comfortable, but what happens when you're laden down with it? your back almost breaking, barely able to put one foot in front of the other, breathing not so easy. Can you do anything but continue and stumble, but continue and carry? When does forgiveness stop? The answer has to be never, because um, we must daily ask God for his help um, to deal with and comprehend with things 
that are beyond our comprehension. If God can forgive me on a daily basis, then how can I not try and live that out in my life? Does he not call me to do the same? Does he not call me to do more than the comfortable thing, more than sit in comfortable chairs, but even to sit on the hardship of the floor? Does he not call me with, to walk a walk that might even lead me to the waterfront hall? Though it may not be popular, it's a true, is a true Christian walk ever that? At least it will be authentic, true, and real. It will take the words that we read on the page, and to borrow a line from Steve last week, will help us to actually act it out. heavy hearts, we 